Well, welcome to all of you who are gathering with us for worship this day. It is good to be together across time and space and place, and we give thanks to God for the gifts of technology that allow us to worship together in this way. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and we cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God, in the transfiguration of your Son, you confirmed the the mysteries of the faith by the witness of Moses and Elijah in the voice from the bright cloud declaring Jesus your beloved Son. You foreshadowed our adoption as your children. Make us heirs with Christ of your glory and bring us to enjoy its fullness. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Exodus, the 24th chapter. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandments which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, Wait here for us until we come to you again, for Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John, 
and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with them. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up, and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I'm sure that other pastors have told you this before, but the transfiguration is just kind of weird. Scholars and pastors alike can tell you that this transfiguration likens Jesus to Moses, which is why we have the reading from Exodus that we do today, or that it is really interesting and significant that just before and just after the transfiguration, Jesus foretells his death and resurrection to his disciples. But at the end of the day, I, and perhaps some of you, am left saying that, I mean, it's cool that Jesus shone really brightly for a moment, but I don't always know what gospel message I'm supposed to take away from it. I'd much rather go back to the Sermon on the Mount to listen to, learn from, and experience how the gospel of Jesus frees us to be better community together, even when it's hard to hear and do those things. However, this is not an option. We and many other churches and denominations across the country have this Transfiguration Sunday every year on the Sunday before Lent begins. And perhaps thinking about it in terms of the church year is the most helpful way for us to grapple with an otherwise kind of weird story. Our Christmas season tells us and reminds us that Jesus is Emmanuel, that Jesus is God with us. And there is wonder and awe and mystery as we pondered about what it means that God not only chose to become a human being, but chose to do so by being born as a baby. And then Epiphany hits and we've moved on from God as the baby Jesus to Jesus as an adult beginning his ministry and teaching and preaching throughout the country. And then before we know it, it is Lent. And we are in a season of reflecting and growing in our awareness of how this world is held in bondage to sin. And we walk this road to the cross where Jesus will die for your sake, my sake, and the sake of the whole world. It all moves so fast. And if you're like me, it can be easy to lose and to forget about the awe and wonder of Emmanuel, of God with us. And perhaps this reminder of Emmanuel, that God is with us in the person of Jesus, is what God invites us back to in Jesus' transfiguration. 
God speaks the words, This is my son, the beloved, with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. God's voice and God's words catch Peter, James, and John off guard that day. Even though they and the other disciples have been walking around with and learning from Jesus for quite some time now, they do not always fully understand or remember who Jesus is. The voice of God makes this pretty obvious to Peter and to James and to John. Jesus is the beloved. Jesus is Emmanuel. And perhaps before we begin our Lenten journey, you and I also need this reminder of this promise that Jesus is Emmanuel and that we do not always have to understand what is going on or what everything means for Jesus, God with us, to be true. We can let ourselves be caught off guard to find within us again the wonder that God loved you and the whole world so much that God took on human flesh and was born as a baby in Jesus. And Jesus knew hunger and pain and fear. He needed the comfort of a mother. He needed friends for life's journey and knew love and joy and wonder. And Jesus knew that this fullest expression of Emmanuel would lead him to the cross, where he would know abandonment and death and, and forgiveness. There are a number of mysteries within our faith that cannot be fully explained, and I find the transfiguration to be one of them. But we do not have to understand everything to trust in the words of hope that God gives on that mountaintop. This is my son, the beloved with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. We do not have to understand everything to trust God's words that Jesus is Emmanuel and that God has come as close as God can to God's creation and has, in fact, become created in Jesus Christ. We do not have to understand everything to place our hope in this Jesus who lived and died and rose for us so that we can live lives that are full of God's love, grace, mercy, and even God's mysteries. Amen. We will sing together the hymn, Let Us Ever Walk with Jesus.
With the whole church, let us confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. And we go in peace to share the good news. Thanks be to God.